to do that because I've been in church all of my life and believe it or not I am as nervous as anybody's cat and uh, one of the old preachers once told me said I tell you what son before you get up to preach sing a song and that was more for me than for anybody else I had to get some of that nervousness off of me so let me say good morning to you. Good morning. good morning to everybody. All you visitors, I'm going to take my glasses off. I can see close up. I mean, see far away, but I can't see close up. So I can see y'all now. Hey. Oh, it's a wonderful group of you all here today, especially to our visitors. Good morning. My name is Pastor Chris. Well, they call me Pastor Chris. And uh, of course, I'm here to pinch hit for my brother the pastor of this great congregation of people here at Mac Avenue. And as you can probably see, I serve on the praise team here, working with us here at Mac. God bless you. And is everybody all right? Okay, you can speak. You can speak. I, it makes me feel comfortable because right now I, I feel like I got, I'm under the gun and I don't want to do this. Thank you. There you go. There you go. There you go. Thank you. Thank you. God bless you. To those of you that are watching online, good morning to you as well. <sighs> when I was about eight, I think it was eight o'clock, eight, eight years old, 
I'm from the South, as most of you know, and I grew up in a small, small country town in Alabama. And um, my dad kind of bought a little spread of land. It wasn't a big old spread. We were kind of on the, uh, on the needy side. He bought about an acre and a half of land and built a house out there. And that's where I grew up. I grew up out in the country. And um, there was a lady up the road a little bit. And then there was a man down the road a piece. Now, that's country. That's, that's, that's for a little distance away. A little, so you hear me say he was down the road a piece. But his name was Mr. Charlie. I'm, not, I'm trying my best not to get any last names because I don't want anybody to get upset. But his name was Mr. Charlie. And I would remember sitting out on my porch one, I guess July, August, in Alabama is hot as the daylights in the summer. And um, near, the, near the evening time, I was sitting out trying to get me a little shade. And this happened. Mr. Charlie, who lived down the road a piece, every, every day, his cow would get out and walk up the road over the hill down into the neighbor's pasture. And then I knew him, I knew Miss Ruth and Mr. John who had a huge spread of land. They, they had cows, chickens, pigs, the whole nine yards. Back then I thought that everybody was poor. But Miss Ruth had her own smokehouse she had her own chickens, she had her own cows, she had her own cornfield, and they even had cotton fields. So I don't think that's poor. I think they probably had it going on, but I didn't know at that time. But anyway, this is what happened. I was sitting on the porch, and Mr. Charlie came out with his overalls on, and he walked up the road a piece over the hill, and he picked he went to get his cow. And on his way back, as he come up, came over the hill, I heard someone in the church on this corner, just as you ended, go over the hill, there was a little church, a little white church, wood frame. But I heard somebody singing. And they said, a church to keep I have. A God to glorify. And anyway, I said, it was okay. That's nice. I was listening. After a while, here Mr. Charlie came walking down the road with his cow. And he took his cow. He waved, and I waved back at him, and he put his cow up. And then a couple of minutes later, he came back up the hill with his new overhauls on and a white shirt. And as he got by my house, the singing was still going on in the church. It was just that far out in the country and quiet that I could hear that. When he got by me with no cow, he threw his hands up and he said, if I could say nothing, I'd just wave my hand. And then the person on the other side of the hill started singing with him. Well, goodness. That was amazing to me. I was just sitting there and I witnessed all of this happening. So curiosity got the best of me. And I went, put my shoes on, 
walked up at the top of the hill and looked over at the church and there were just people going into the church and constant singing and the more people the better the singing got and I decided to venture up and I looked inside and it was nobody on the instruments it was just people sitting and they had um, those chairs like black, not black, but brown wooden chairs with white tablecloths over them. And I didn't know what was going on. I, I, that was my first experience. And anyway, I, I kept, as I got to the threshold of the door, Miss Ruth, who's one of the friends, the neighbors of the Ruth said, hey baby, come on in. This is your first time here, ain't it? I said, yes ma'am it is. She said, come on, I'm gonna put you down here on the mourner's bench. This is your first time. You don't know nothing about the Lord. That was my first experience at evangelism. That was an evangelistic crusade. They had a three-day revival. I sat there, and as the preacher got up to preach, he did this scripture that I'm going to talk to you about today. And I don't know if they put it up on the screen or not, but we're going to go, if you will, with me to the book of Romans. Uh, and I'm using, we want to go to the 10th chapter. And if you're using the Pew Bibles, that'll be on page 1613. So now as we talk about the word evangelism, I, I listened to, to Pastor Leon as he introduced this whole thing. And he said for the next three months, June, July, and August, we will be dealing with a word. He, he kind of made up a word, but it, it wasn't a word, a fray. I think he said that's what it was. But fray represented three things. It, meant it, it represented fellowship, it worshiped um, rest, and it represented evangelism. And all of this was under the banner of reconciled to reconcile, reconciled. We were reconciled so that we can reconcile others. Now, when you talk about evangelism or evangelists, what's the first thing come to your mind? I don't know about you, but for me, I was thinking about evangelist. You know, when I, when I was young, to hear a person, such and such evangelist is coming to town, well, I felt a certain kind of way. I'm, I'm going to tell the truth. I, I felt a certain kind of way because back at that time, they were known for hitting you on the head and, and knocking you out. You know, you, anybody ever seen that? They, they, or they going to tell your deepest, darkest secret, you know? And, and I, so I, 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 was, I was a little hesitant about evangelists. And in my time, sometimes we ran into what's called false prophets. They came with the oils and the little smoke stuff, you know. Uh, a little bit of that touched my family. Uh, one of my, my, one of my, my family members kind of got uh, pulled in by the wrong type of teaching, but thank God they got out of it, you know. But um, I shied away from evangelists. And the reason I shied away from them was because of that thing, because I didn't want them to call me out in the middle of all of you all. <laughs> and just me, and say something to me, or say, say some things to me that was 
uh, you know, too, too personal. I didn't want to hear that part. I'm trying to get up so I won't hear the, okay, is everything okay with the speaker now? All right, I want to get up. Um, I didn't want to get up and get put on the spot. That's, that's basically what it was. So I um, shied away from it. As I grew older and as I learned more about the Lord, I found out who true evangelists were. And I'm going to share that with you right now. You know who the true evangelists are? Come on, anybody? Yeah. Ooh, yes, you are. You are. Every single one of us. I used to tell people uh, when I was preaching at my other church, you know, they were waiting for me to bring the people in. I said, no. Sheep beget sheep, not the shepherd. The shepherd don't beget sheep. Sheep beget sheep. It is our job to go out and tell somebody about the Lord. Now, here's, a, here's the message that I got out of this whole thing. When I, when I attended that message today, starting at the 10th chapter, um, Romans 10th chapter, first verse says, Brothers and sisters, my heart's desire and prayer to God for the Israelites is that they might be saved. For I can testify about them that they are zealous for God, but their zeal is not based on knowledge. Since they did not know the righteousness of God and sought to establish their own, they did not submit to God's righteousness. Christ is the culmination of the law so that there, are, there may be righteousness for everyone who believes. Now, I'm going to stop right there and go back a little bit, and we're going to take this apart because this is a lot of stuff to unpack. Um, these days, while we are not considered Israelites, we are considered Gentiles. That's people that God just, he's saving all of us, but the prayer was that not only I can be saved, but my brothers can be saved. My sisters can be saved. Why would I want to just be the only one to benefit that greatness? So it's our job, not really a job actually, it's our opportunity to share the Lord with somebody, to share the word. And now, here's the best thing about it. I'm going to skip around a little bit. Because he gets down to a part where he says, it's easy to do. The word is even in your mouth. Right now, you have the power to help save somebody. All you've got to say is, I confess. Or it have to, if you will say with your mouth or confess that Jesus is Lord and believe. That's another thing. Believe. How, how much does it cost a person to believe? You know, a child believes in Santa Claus, uh, and that belief so strong, they expect Santa to bring them gifts. Our belief is in that Christ is who he says he is. If you go to God and you pray to God, some people don't believe that God is God. They don't have a clue. They, they, just, they, they just follow, and that's what he's, he's talk, the scripture is saying to you. They have a form of godliness. They, they look like a church, they act like a church, 
But when it comes to actually the belief system, they don't believe. And you can't, a person can't see belief on their forehead. Nobody walks around with a, a big light on their forehead that says, I believe I'm a part of God's army. But if we believe in our heart who God says he is, it, Jesus is who he says he is, he said, if you believe that, guess what? You're saved. It's got to be something more than that, right? It's not. I struggled th with that particular instance for a long, long time. It couldn't be that easy. It has to be a catch. There are some, some places, some, I don't want to get into too much, uh, uh, but some people have certain steps that, they, that people got to take before they can be in their churches. But here the word says, simply, all you got to do is confess with your mouth that Jesus is Lord. Not going by, you know, some people take just to confess with your mouth, and they run with that. And you feel like you got to, I've got to tell everybody, i got to tell it. You can confess that Jesus is Lord, and then, yes, there are people, there are people, when, when, you, when God sends people into your life, you will know, <laughs> baby, thank you. You see the sweating. <laughs> you will know when somebody uh, actually is a part of God. You, you just simply got to confess with your mouth. What do you confess? I believe in God. I believe that Jesus is who he says he is. That's all. It sounds like we got to make a big change. But just the belief is a big change. Do you believe that God is who you say he is? Do you really believe that? Because if you really believe it, you confess it and believe it, you're saved. You don't have to. Yes, it's good to, to, to be baptized as a sign that you have changed. If any man be in Christ, he is a new creature. Old things are passed away. And behold, all things are become brand new. That's what the word says. If any man, not just one type of person, you know, even though it starts off by saying, my hope and prayer for Israel is that they might be saved because they have a zeal for God. But they're moving not according to knowledge. Their belief is not there. They just simply are playing church. They look, Jesus had a, had a um, remember when he was going to, into Jerusalem, and he was walking with his disciples, and he passed the olive tree. Anybody remember that story? And when he passed the olive tree, he was a little hungry. It looked like an olive tree, because the leaves was in full bloom. But when he went up to the tree, to get an olive off of it, guess what? It didn't have any olives. It looked like an olive tree, but it didn't have any olives. Then what happened? The word says Jesus cursed the tree and went on in Jerusalem. 
And after all of that happened, they came back out and passed the same tree. And the disciples said, look, that tree is withered away. Why? Because it had a form of godliness, but it was denying the power thereof. Without me, that's what God said, but without, my, without me, I am the vine. You are the branches. Without me, you can't do nothing. And as soon as we as people, and I try to make sure I say we because I don't want to, I used to say you and stuff like that when I was preaching. That was when I was younger. And I said you all the time, and somebody got mad at me and thought I was talking about them on purpose and had the whole church mad at me because the <laughs> pastor called me out. I wasn't talking to them, but I was just saying you as a general. But now I say we because I'm the same way. I'm a sinner saved by grace. Amen. Yes, yes. I was a big old one. <laughs> I don't act like it or look like it, but I was. I was a big old one. But the Lord saved me. And now I'm standing up. I ain't never thought I could do this. I never thought I would do this. I used to look at preachers and, and know that they had a hard job because we as a people, we, are, we got a bad flaw. We judge. <laughs> we do. And if we be honest with ourselves, we, you know, we, we do. We judge. We judge with everything people have on. We, we judge how they act, how they talk, how they walk. We do it before we know it. And it's a human. Don't feel bad about it. All have sinned and fallen short of the glory of God. That's what the word says, didn't it? All. Everybody done fails short. So who can save us? How in the world can we get in the kingdom? If you would confess with your mouth and believe in your heart that God is, then you can be saved. That is the true purpose of an evangelist. That's an evangelism message for all. How can you hear the word of God without a preacher? How beautiful are the feet of them that preach the gospel. That supports itself. You know, all you've got to know is now we've got the answer. I don't feel no different. Well, God moves in his own way. He moves in his own time. But our job, what we are to do as believers in the Lord is to take him at his word. We take him at his word, trusting and believing in him. All of the things that God has done, I've, I've seen in my life sometimes, and I get real full. Because if you only knew where God has brought me from, I look at myself and I think, I can't, when, when I hear the song that says, when I think about the goodness and all of these, uh, goodness of Jesus and all that he's done for me, my soul cries out. Hallelujah, I thank God for saving me. That's a joy to know that all you had to do was sit somewhere, like, like we're sitting right now, because it may be somebody in here that really is still kind of teeter-tottering on this thing. Yes, God is real. How do you know? Because he's real in my soul. He should be real in yours, and he will be if you simply just give over your life to him. That's a true evangelistic message and I will simply say to us God he doesn't pick the PhDs 
He doesn't pick. Sometimes while they are anointed to do it, or they are educated to do it, he doesn't pick all of those that you think should be evangelizing or the people that walk around. I, I told you the story once when I was preaching about the, the classmate I had that was so religious that she came to church, came to school one day, called herself being a fasting. She came dressed with a whole bunch of stuff on, you know, rags and stuff. And I looked at her, I said, what's wrong with you? Because if you fast, the Lord said, you're supposed to get up, fix your hair, put on your good clothes, and go on about your business. Wash your face. Don't appear to men to be fasting. But if you're trying to fast and make everybody think, what's wrong? I'm fasting. You got your reward already. God had nothing to do with that. When you fast, let it be sacrificed to God. You fix yourself up and walk on about your day. And then when you get to yourself in your private time with the Lord, you talk to him and say, Lord, I give it all to you. I'm doing this for you for, for, for because I trust that you are going to lead in my life. God uses just plain, ordinary folks. Yes, I started off with a song, and I'm going to end, a song, end with a song because this, this message, I want you to understand my desire, even though it, 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 we're reading it in the scripture, but my desire is that we all can be saved. Our world, our world is really kind of going in a bad direction right now. Amen. We just heard about what happened recently. That was, I still can't believe it. How, these, how can these things happen? But enough of us got to get in the word. We got to let God shine through us. As a little child, we learned the song. This little light of mine, I'm going to let it shine. I'm going to let it shine where? Through me. I'm not going to just hold it out. The light is in me. The light is in you. You are vessels of God. While somebody may come up with a lot of uh, stuff on, like I purposely didn't wear my robe because I didn't want to, I, I, I wanted the message to come across. He uses plain people, just ordinary folks. You know, I know, I know <laughs> my, 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 my musician and uh, my, my, my friend of only many years, uh, he, he evangelizes without knowing he's evangelizing. He does. He talks to people. Everybody, I see people coming to church sometimes. He brings them to church. I said, well, now that's, that's what you're supposed to do. Invite somebody. Just, just ask them to come. You, 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 know, you don't have to, uh, to get on your knees and do a long prayer and you don't have to do anything motion-wise. or anything. All you've got to do is invite them to come. Get in the presence of the king. If you just get in the presence of the king, he'll do the rest. I remember a song with one, just one step. If I just take one step, then God will do the rest. All we've got to do is make that one step. You know, you, you, everybody knows the story of footprints on how we saw 
the, the man said, Lord, I looked behind me, and it was two footprints up until a point in my life when I really was going through it, and then it was only one, one set of footprints. Why did you abandon me in the worst time of my life when I really needed you the most? Why did you leave me? And what did God say? It was then, son, that I carried you. Those were my footprints. He's the same way. He's the same yesterday, today, and forever. Our God does not change. He stays the same. Amen. If you're new in the Lord, that's cool. I was too for a while, and I, was, I didn't know what to do. I tried to mimic everybody. <laughs> I, I did. I tried to mimic everybody. When I was around the shouters and the dancers and the faller outers and screaming, I tried to do all of that. I did. I'm, not, I'm telling the truth. <laughs> I did. And they fell out, and I look at them and say, well, I'm going to fall out too. <laughs> they get up and they start dancing. I said, get up. Let me try to do mine too. I wasn't going to let nobody out church me. <laughs> but it wasn't about that. And it still ain't about that. If you will confess with your mouth, believe in your heart, thou shalt be, not maybe, not if you go down to the street and buy me a, 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 a red pop, if you go out to the ice cream truck and get me a smoothie and bring it back then, then I'll save you. He said, That's, you don't have to do none of that. All you got to do is confess and believe. Confess and believe. Huh? Confess and believe. Where's the belief at? The belief is, I've got to trust somebody, someday, somewhere, somehow. And he is the great I am. He can fix it. Now, he said, he remind us. I didn't say that the road was going to be easy. Because a lot of people, they, they, they try to get, get saved and they parade around in front of us newbies like they got it all together. Oh, since I've been saved, the Lord has just done so many wonderful things for me. And you're saying, ain't done enough for me. I must not be saved enough. <laughs> Something ain't right. Let me, let me get closer to this person. And I wind, wind up realizing that they, they fill in people's heads with lies. They're hurting just as bad as I am. And sometimes even worse. But if you are suffering from a griefless state, or if you're sad, if you're depressed, I know the healer that can take it all away. Yes, I've suffered with depression. Yeah, I thought about committing suicide. All of that. I tell you, I don't look like what I've been through. <laughs> and here I am standing before people, telling the people of the goodness of God. All my life, he has been faithful. All of my life, God has been good to me. Did I suffer death? Yes. Did I suffer illness? Yes. Did I suffer hard times? Yes. It ain't over. But I know 
that we have come this far by faith. And I'm trusting and leaning on the Lord. Who does God use to evangelize? He uses me. He uses you. Come on, praise team. He uses people that are willing to do everything that he commands. He uses people that are give him their all. Well, I done gave the Lord all my money. He didn't ask you for your money. I done gave the Lord all of my land. The cattle of a thousand hills belong to the Lord. You know what he told the enemy? The enemy tried to give him, tell you, you say who you are, take this stone and turn it into bread. The first thing he told him, said, thou shalt not tempt the Lord thy God. Well, you see all that, I'll give it to you. How can you give to me what's mine already? Get behind me. Don't you know that God is waiting, knocking at your door of your heart, waiting for you simply to say, I believe in you. I trust in you. I tried to do this all by myself. I tried to make it work, but I couldn't make it work. Things have gone bad for me, and they keep getting worse. But you have now a Savior who will pick you up when you're suffering in your trouble. And he's able to carry you on through. What's the evangelism message for today? God uses ordinary people. He uses ordinary people. I don't have to have a degree in divinity. I don't have to pastor to many churches. I don't have to be on the evangelistic board. He simply wants me to let my light that he gave me shine to someone else. Knowing that we all have fallen short, God can use you. Amen. Ordinary people God uses plain old ordinary people He uses people just like me and you who are willing to do as command he chooses people that will give all no matter how small your all may be to you
it's like you and you and you to do as he commands. He uses people that will give their all. Listen, no matter how small your all may seem to you. Oh, little becomes much when you place it in the master's hand. Listen, it's like this. Just like that little lad who gave Jesus all he had and the multitude was fed with the fish and the loaves of bread what you have may not seem much but when you yield it to the touch of the master's loving hand then you'll understand how your life can never be the same ordinary people ordinary people God uses and God chooses ordinary people he uses just like you and me who are willing to do as he commands. He chooses people that will give their all no matter how small your all they sing to you. Oh, little becomes much as you place it in the master's hand. I'm almost done, but I gotta say, just like that little lad. All he had, and the multitude was fed with the fish and the loaves of bread. What you have may not seem much, but when you yield it to the touch of the master's loving hand, then you'll understand. How your life can never be, it'll never be the same. Just ordinary people, ordinary people, God uses 
ordinary people. Just like me and you that are willing to do as he commands. God uses people that will give their all, no matter. your name this morning, God. We give you glory. We give you honor. We give you praise for all that you've done and for all that you will do. We give you glory, honor, and praise in Jesus' name. Amen. 